about the news because we feel like we have to. Uh, I'm your host, Jordan Higgins, and I am here with, as always... Brandon Trego. And, uh, so, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. How you been? I'm good, man. It's How are been, you? It's been a couple weeks. It has been a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, Enjoying the beautifully hot weather outside? Uh, it's... It's perfectly muggy out. Yeah, well, heat advisory today. For those of us who live in Wisconsin, it's not great. Right. It's it's less of a heat advisory, more of, more of the the air is just sticky outside. Yeah. It's a great day for disc golf. If, if you don't <laughs> mind, I guess. If you uh, if your discourse has shade, then I would say it's perfect. There we go. It's got a little bit of a breeze. It's not too bad. It's, it's not something I want to hang out all day in. No, no, no. no couple hours tops and then you go inside oh wow a couple yeah. hours that's generous uh, it, uh, this morning was a lot nicer when it was overcast oh yeah <laughs> yes it was it was uh but enough about the weather enough about the weather fuck the weather <laughs> um did you see that mike pence was in wisconsin i on did friday i did i saw uh racine i believe he was in uh, uh or ripping 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 yes. sorry Rippin, Rippin. he was in ripping talking yeah i'm sure um, he got fucking cookies <laughs> ripping cookie place and i did just i hear i heard a short blip from his speech um i didn't hear everything but basically talking about uh milwaukee's rising homicide rate and how it has doubled since this time last year it's not good it's not good but basically trying to correlate that to what he said is joe biden wants to defund the police and this is the this is what we can have to look forward to if we elect joe biden Right. And him wanting to defund the police. So that is that is what I had heard, uh, just on the radio, um, him saying, but Yeah, let me uh let me pull up some quotes from that speech. You should do that. They're pretty they're just pretty crazy. Well, you know. Uh saying things like the hard truth is you won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. Uh saying that Biden had aligned himself with quote Socialist Bernie Sanders and the radical left wing of the Democratic Party. Nice. Their agenda is based on government control. Our agenda is based on freedom. Wow. I, to, I guess if you, I mean, if you're going to correlate that to like COVID, sure, I can see where you're trying to get that point is we're going with masks being a violation of our civil freedoms, right? Yeah. So if you're going to say that, then yeah, that's what your campaign has so far has promised and presented to everybody. I mean, I mean it does kind of fly in the face of all of the established science, but yeah. But I mean, when you're trying to de- to debunk it, then it true. doesn't really matter. Uh, I I hold I would consider a divisive view about Mike Pence. I would say hands down would be absolutely worse than than President Trump, as bad as Trump is. I, I personally feel Mike Pence would be worse. I I semi, only semi-jokingly refer to him as the leader of the American Taliban. Well, didn't he say that he could, that there was a way to cure gay people? He thinks he, he sees it as an illness, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of messed up to think about, that yeah. if you're going to view, you're going to view that as an illness. Um, he He's so fundamentalist in his beliefs, like, he will not be in a room with another woman unless his wife is present nice or if another person is present like well i mean can't can't get him on any claims at that point then right i guess but it i don't know just don't be a dick about it yeah that well yeah every everything going on right now with we're in a point of complete just making people scared everything that they're doing um between donald trump and the campaign is just trying to scare people away from 
uh, Joe Biden. But right. it, granted, again, we've been over this. Joe Biden, nobody's number one. No. I don't think so. I the fact he's like, that he's aligned himself with Bernie Sanders, though, does raise him a couple notches in my dude, books. I love he's, like, he's aligned himself with the socialist Bernie Sanders and oh the radical God. left wing of the Democratic Party. I'm like, if, if you think Joe Biden is a radical leftist, uh, man, toast must be so spicy. Right? He doesn't get much more <laughs> Like, your milk center. is like, oh, this milk burns my throat. It's so <laughs> spicy. I'm like, like, how? No. Joe Biden is... The blandest moderate I could think of. For sure. And going back to that, I mean, um, kind of parlaying into, I believe, our next topic with yes. Donald Trump um, speaking with Fox News. Oh, yeah. And claiming that Joe Biden wants to defund the police and the anchor telling him flat out, no, that's not true. <laughs> right. Which is strange. And you know what? I don't, I guess I don't ever give props to Fox News or anything they ever really do. But... With, oh, God. What was that guy's name? The, the guy, Chris something. Hold on. Was it Tucker Carlson? No, not Mr. <laughs> fucking Bowtie himself. Hey, he doesn't need to, you know, they don't need to be facts. People think it's a joke anyway. Chris right? Wallace. Chris, Chris Wallace. Wallace. Yes. Hands down to him. Hats off. Well done. I say at the, you know, back, there were, Chris Wallace is arguably the last good news person at Fox News. Right. I mean, isn't that you? Because Shep Smith quit. He's doing his own yeah. thing now. Yeah. And Chris Wallace is the only one left. If you're a journalist, though, don't you kind of have a, you're bound to the truth, right? We, I mean, as you would think you would be. Granted, you I know everything, everybody spews it or, or well, is able to present yes. information a certain way they want to spin news, it. News has always had some spin left or right. Absolutely. Or, but the important thing as, as a news consumer is don't just get your news from one place. Obviously, Fox News is going to be right-leaning. Breitbart is going to be more right than that. Uh, I wouldn't recommend anything more right than that because then you're straying into like... You should post the the, the graph. Oh, yes. You should post uh, that on Twitter. The I, You know what? I will. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll post it on Twitter. The uh, What's it called? I love it, though. It's amazing. It, it really is. It's... Uh, oh, God. The media literacy graph or... No. Hold on. Essentially, it shows all of your media outlets on how far they lean left or right, and then how factual the information they have is. And they, they gauge everything on like a three-point system that runs through a bunch of different tests to see how factual and where they sit. It's amazing. Yes. So it's this website called AdFonts Media, or Fontes Media, yep. and they are the home of the media bias chart. But the great thing is, if you go through that too, they say that like this is only the second round of it, and they're constantly trying to update it to right. get it so that it's correct or that it's it sits where it should be right and they're they're examining on articles and opinion pieces and things of that sort showing showing bias saying yeah. like yes you know that you know you could have your general reporting fact um you know this outlet leans this way this outlet leans that way um it really truly shows you like left right so it, it, it's you know much like the political scale it's not yes. left right i mean not just left right so right. they have left and right obviously showing the political leanings, and then they do the vertical axis, which is uh, based on authenticity. Yes. So, like, the top is original fact reporting. Like, they get information from the source yep. and basically repeat it as as it happened. Correct. The farther down you get on this chart, the more things could be interpreted one way or another. And like the very bottom of the chart, it lists. Basically, that it contains factual inaccuracies and or lies. Right. Like, it's just straight-up propaganda. Correct. So, <laughs> hats off to this anchor for 
Yeah. You're talking to, not, I mean, not just like a senator or congressman, but the president of the United States. And you're going to just say, no, that's not true. Yep. And from the article I had read, the president had asked to see the report from his um, aides yes. that were there with him. I saw I saw the actual, I'll, I'll actually think I posted this on our Twitter, the, repeated it, uh, the at Barstool News Pod Twitter, if you'd like to follow. Uh, it, basically, that, that news clip where he goes, no, that's not true. He's like, oh, we can put it in the thing. And he's like, no, he didn't. Right. And Trump it just immediately turns like, hey, get me that thing. Bring it here. Like, just fucking loses it at the first opportunity when Absolutely. someone challenges him yes. in his face. Yes. Which, well, I mean, how many I people granted, do that, though? Because, I mean, it's not like he can fire someone from Fox News. I'm sure he can lobby to get someone fired. Uh, I'm sure he can. And I'm sure at, I'm sure this guy's probably not having the best day after this. Um, I do think yeah. it's important, though. I mean, what, uh, what just for people to know, I mean, what... what and obviously you know, but defunding the police, what does it actually mean? So, for those that don't know, um, from what I have read and what I've seen, defunding the police means it doesn't mean abolishing the police. It doesn't mean that when you call 911 because someone's breaking your house, that they're like, oh, sorry, no one's there. Correct. So we'll, you know, defunding the police means, um, so for example, a majority of a city's budget, like, at least 30 percent well i know baltimore had theirs out there at one point yes, their budget because they're one of the rare ones that actually post that stuff correct but it was still an insane amount of money that it's they like were 30 funneling. to 40 percent of the entire city budget right goes to police correct that is nuts yep with everything else in the city following that needs things right you have the budget going to the police department, the police department. but this is how you get uh, militarized police. Absolutely. You, you so, have the budget to buy all that stuff. Absolutely, yes. Uh, not only that, but laws were passed saying that police can purchase military equipment. Right. Um, you know, things of that sort. So uh, defunding the police means reallocating a large portion of that budget to things like social work, to health, you know, mental health care. Uh, you know. Education. Education. Infrastructure. Yep. Everything else in your city that needs work. Absolutely. So you're essentially trying to stop criminalizing being poor, essentially. Correct. So, yes. like, you know, you walk through a large city, and there's a homeless guy sleeping on a bench. The police will come over and harass that guy and be like, hey, you can't be here. This is public property, which is an insane sentence. It's public property. They can be there. Right. Um, but, yeah, you know, funding all of those social things that would be better handled by social workers rather than you know, dudes with guns showing up. Well, I mean, it's a, I think it's an important thing to just kind of go over. I think there's a lot of people that don't really understand what defunding the police means. I think they see it and they think at that point, well, you guys want to get rid of a police department? Right. And that's not what that is. And I'll admit, yes, it does suffer from a little bit of a messaging problem, but... Well, yes. Chanting defund the police is a lot easier than, we need to completely structurally reform the budget <laughs> so it makes everything better when we don't need to respond to everything with guns. Correct. <laughs> Correct, yeah. That's a lot harder to chant. Yes. <laughs> it, well, I mean, we just haven't got it ready yet. That's no, all. Yeah. We'll work on that, though. We need some PR people to work on. We've got two weeks for the next episode. We'll have really another one ready. And yes. We'll be set. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, the president, uh, that whole interview was just off the You road. know, I, again, I didn't really get into the rest of it. I, I read a couple articles based on that one scene. Um, just. Yeah, yeah. I guess you would assume that if you're Fox News, you would just kind of every you're gonna roll with everything the president says. You're gonna go along with it because typically they're the far right leaning right. news media outlet. Unless you're an old school, you know, journalist who's like, yeah. you know what? I still have some personal and professional integrity. And I just love that. I mean, I'd love to see that. I mean, out of everywhere. Yeah. If you're a journalist and you're and you're hearing just complete false right. information, call out bullshit when yeah. people say bullshit. Yes. 
Yes. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, it just needs to happen more in general, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. But yeah, you know, hands That's off. A, yeah, hands Absolutely. Off to fucking Chris Wallace. Good well job, done, man. Well done. Um, speaking of the president. Yes. Uh, he bailed out his buddy, Roger Stone. I did see that. He I... didn't have to go to jail at all. Crazy. It is crazy. Crazy, man. Yeah. Um, apparently, and, and I saw this in this uh, CNBC article, that uh, apparently Roger Stone did not want to get a, uh, oh, God, uh, what's it called? Not commutation, which is what he did get. A pardon? He want, he didn't want to get a pardon because he said that makes it seem like I'm guilty. Because to this moment, he still maintains he's 100% innocent. But he was proven guilty he's proven guilty he maintains he was innocent and that you know circumstances be what they may i was you know falsely charged and convicted didn't they bring him up on perjury though there's so i mean things. was he not lying to the supreme court yeah so let's see uh he was convicted of lying to congress okay witness tampering and obstruction by a grand jury so i mean like, it, you know, no, wrong. it does happen minor stuff no it i mean again it, it they get it wrong sometimes. Sure. Hey, yeah. I get it. Uh, the system's not perfect. It it does happen. They they do get it wrong. But this this would not be the first friend or person who has donated to him that he has pardoned. Right. Um, or Paul Manafort comes to mind. Yeah. Um, it's. I'm not saying that he meant he got Manafort off, but his sentence is a lot lighter than it should have been. It's it's not it's not great. Uh, but, but I kind of. I feel this is less of the president's doing and more of Bill Barr's fingerprints are all over this. Yeah. So I was reading about a couple articles about presidents pardoning uh, friends or something like that. So I believe I had read that it was Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon. He did. And he said, I pardoned him from anything illegal he committed while he was president. Yes. Which is just an absolutely astounding thing to say. Fucking bonkers. Right. To, to say that I pardon you from... Because obviously we're seeing, as we're seeing, that you cannot be tried as the president, right? I mean, you can't be... I, I think... So Robert what, what, Mueller said, uh, Department of Justice standards saying the president cannot be indicted. Okay, so he can't... Right. So obviously there's nothing we can do while, while they're president. president. Correct. So Which after... fucking stupid. Richard Nixon steps down, though, it's kind of a, hey, look what you did. And that's... So it was during this famous interview after the president. I want to say, uh, what was this guy's name? Uh, Frost. Um, <laughs> they call it the Frost-Nixon um, interview. This guy interviews him, and he basically pisses off Nixon to the point where Nixon yells at him. He goes, he's just like, so you're saying it's not illegal to do these things? He's like, no, I'm saying when I, when the president does it, it's not illegal. That sounds like fucking bullshit to me. Well, from everything I've seen, you know, you're not above the law. Nobody is. And to quote Judge, to quote Judge Dredd, you are the law, right? <laughs> right. You're not above the law. You are the law, but that doesn't mean you're not subject to it. Judge Dredd can get in trouble. I, I mean, in the original with Stallone, it wasn't a great picture, but yeah. I do love Stallone. He got so fired, it's great. Basically. He got fired and banished, right? <laughs> yeah. He wasn't above the law. Right. You know, it can still happen. I don't care if you're the president or who you are. No one is above the he, law. And then he teamed up with Rob Schneider, and he got back. Yeah. In the yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> The new with Carl Urban, though, way better. I boycotted it for a long time that just movie, because no, Stallone was my boy. Amazing. It was so good, though. He played it so much more true to the comic. I need a second one. Good luck. Yeah, I, I wish Carl Urban would do it. He was so great, though. And anyway. Um, 
So, so here's here's what the uh, the White House press secretary Kaylee McCann oh, said about this. In light of the egregious facts and circumstances surrounding his unfair prosecution, arrest, and trial, the president has determined to commute his sentence. Roger Stone has already suffered greatly. He was treated very unfairly, as were many others in this case. Roger Stone is now a free man. The problem I have when you say stuff like that is the you know the unjust and unfair is. We can say that about anybody, anytime. As long as they're on our side and we're with them, we can say that about any trial, any time that there is one, right? Right. If this is Joe Biden and President, former President Barack Obama gets brought up on charges, not that he could or would, but right. if something were to happen and, and well, he... Hey, hold on. Obama gets still a thing. That's right. I mean, you know, I forgot how treasonous he was. <laughs> but the, the fact that you could sit there and you could say that. Yeah. You could say that, and the other side would say, no, that's not true. And the same thing would happen right now, right? Yeah. As, as she's going to say this, and the other side is going to be saying, no, how can you say that? That's ridiculous. Right. It's a fact, a matter of who you know and how they can help you or what they've done for you and how good of friends you are. Right. You know? And it just makes it ridiculous. You were found guilty by a, a jury of your peers, not correct? Not jury. A fucking grand jury. A grand jury. That's one step above a regular jury. Right. So I, are we, are we going to sit out there and say that every single person on that jury was a, a liberal and they were just all out to get him? Of course. Uh, Everyone on Robert Mueller's team was a liberal out to get, you know. You saw the text from Ron Strzok and Lisa, whatever her name was. They're like, oh, they, they hated Trump from the beginning. I'm like, well, they're, they're people. They get to have political leanings. Absolutely. I mean, you're like they, weren't, they weren't broadcasting them to the world, though. No. I, and that's the important thing. It would be hard. It is much, I mean, I... Obviously, us sitting here, I think it'd be hard, though, no matter who you are, like you said, you have political leanings. Absolutely. And if you're in on something like that, to try to put that aside right? to do your job, I think it would be very difficult. Absolutely. And that's why when Robert Mueller found out about the text chain they had, yes, he said, you need to step down. And they fucking stepped down. Perfect. It may, I mean, like, cool. Problem solved. Yes. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean we should put people in that we we know are going to agree with us on everything either. Absolutely. You need to have need that wide yeah, exactly. you need to have that wide base of people who are going to have different views, different opinions to really get to the bottom of it. Right? Really left people, yeah. really right people, exactly. some left moderates, some right moderates, Ab absolutely. and one guy who goes, "Oh, I don't know, I guess." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, obviously it's easy to get away with whatever you want if everybody you do is the people that you've put there because they're going to do what you want and what you say. Right. And then I mean, that, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. You know? So so he commuted his sentence. So we, we have already covered. He was lying. To, he convicted of all of these things. He was lying to Congress. He did witness tampering. And he obstructed the investigation. How long was he sentenced for? As I remember, it wasn't very long. No. It was depressingly a short amount of time. It was 40 months. Oh. Wow. That rounds out to about oh, close to three and a half years. Well, I mean, you get off good time and stuff, right? Good behavior. Well, I mean, he was, uh, he's older. He's like 60-something. Yes. yes. Uh, let's see. Where, oh, he's 67. Okay. So three and a half years. 70? 70. I mean, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, that was the big hullabaloo. They're like, wow, a victim of the Russia hoax would put him in serious medical risk because of, obviously because of coronavirus. And sure. Close to tight quarters. They're like, oh, well, this is, you know, they're basically putting him to death by putting him in the prison he'll you know he'll die in prison in shame like so i mean that shit happens to people all the time he broke the law yeah he fucking broke the law but because he's buddy buddy with the president the president goes nah bro you're good i mean you do see i mean typically you do see the president will do pardonings 
correct? That does do that does happen. So I mean, typically, I would say it was uh, Obama's last month. He did like what, like twenty or thirty or something like that. Yeah, of, I don't. Like, I, I remember think they were, like, reading through drug crimes. They were yes, of yeah. yep, nonviolent drug crimes, and I don't, I don't think he knew any of them. No, not personally. Um, no, so I mean, but people, I think people petitioned him saying, "Hey, this person's been in jail," and you know, we can talk about this later. Well, I think we need to add this to Go, the next podcast here. <laughs> right. now. Uh, a little bit of homework for the listeners. Go watch Thirteenth on oh, Netflix. Oh, so good! It's it's amazing. So good. It will make you depressed, uh, but no. it is very well made. It will open your eyes. Yeah, absolutely. it will open your eyes. Alec, oh. I, I, mandatory fit? minimums. Yeah, because I was just going to mention that. Because yes, they're like you know, oh, people have been in here forever. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to bring up though. Is it, so? So you're saying yeah, forty months for yep. all that, right? What, mm-hmm. I mean, what does a person get for for a, dr- a drug offense? Just um, um, it's you know, so much higher. A marijuana offense because or of something. Mandatory minimum. Right. Um, but you can lie to the fucking government and get only three and a half years. Right. It, yeah. The system as a whole is uh, messed up. But yeah. again, we need to add this to the next podcast. Uh, yeah. So we'll crush uh, that next we, time. No, no, no spoilers on what the next deep dive is going to be. Right. <laughs> All right. What we got next? All right. And now you get to take over. We do sports. It's sports. Oh time. my gosh! I've been waiting for this. All right. All right. Where do, we, news. where do we want to go first? Uh, we go right. Washington or Cleveland? Baseball first. We go baseball. Okay, hey. so with Washington, talking about changing their name, the Cleveland Indians uh, manager, Terry Francona, has also said, hey, we should probably change our name too. It's kind of problematic. Yeah, it, it is. Absolutely it is. I think we mentioned previously that they did change their logo. A they did. Uh, the, the most racist logo I've ever seen in my life. It wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, it was a red-faced Native American like, with a big nose, a feather. Uh, it was it was I, bad. I almost hesitate to put it in the show notes. Just go Google Old Cleveland Indians logo. Yeah. and uh, Chief, Chief Wahoo. It's, that was his name. It's so cringy. It's yeah. so bad. It wasn't great. Um. <laughs> But it's great. I think you have a manager, especially not just any manager, Terry Francona, though, who yeah. used to manage the Boston Red Sox, um, broke the um, curse with them of trading um, Babe Ruth. Oh, that's right. The, they had the that curse. curse the and, curse of the Bambino. Yep. Breaks the curse. I mean, I, yeah. Led that was them to, what, 04? Oh, their first one, I believe so. They would have been. They were down 03 to the New York Yankees in the American League Championship. And no team had ever come back from all three, and they came back and won it. And then went to the World Series and won that with Josh Beckett. Uh, who else was there? I'm sure some fires were started in Boston at that point. Oh, yeah. No doubt <laughs> no, about that. I do love that meme when they're like, oh, yeah, looting and rioting. How about when your sports team wins? Right? Yeah. But, you know. but I think it's great when you get a guy like that who is a white guy who is just like, hey, this isn't right. This you know? is a problem. If, we're, if there's a movement going on, we should probably get on board with it. Right? So we... So we... Either A, don't look like assholes, or B, uh, get left behind well, and still look like assholes. Yeah, and that's kind of, that is kind of my issue with all of it is, I mean, we look at the, the Washington Redskins constantly being asked to change their name. I was I think I was reading since 1988, yeah. they were talking about changing the name, and you never wanted to do it then. Right. But now that money is involved, mm-hmm. you've got sponsors who don't want to be a part of you. Right. Amazon pulled all of your merchandise off the shelf. Yep. Now it has to be a thing. Now, granted, FedEx is leaning on them, going, "Hey, you need to change the name." Yeah. Now, again, we talked about it before, but the the CEO of FedEx is a minority shareholder or, yep. uh, of the Washington Redskins, and I think they they, they play at FedEx Field. Yeah, because they own the naming rights for the stadium. That's right. Yeah. And they're like, we don't want to be fucking attached to this shit. No, I at a time right now, if there was ever a time to do good, hey, push that shit through, get it, it done. And you know, again, I mean, obviously, I can see you doing it for money reasons, but yep. you know what? If 
I guess if that's what it had to take, hey, then that's what it had to take. Maybe capitalism does have its upsets. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe, I guess. I mean, this is, it's not, again, we, we, the Indians, as racial as it is, is nowhere near as bad as the Redskins. Because that is a legitimate yeah. racial slur. Uh, absolutely. Um, their, their logo's not as bad. And see that, the yes. The name is worse. So I actually have an article here. Um, the, the man who designed that logo um, was a chief of a tribe. The Redskins logo? Yes. Who designed that logo and it was based it's based on the chief of the um, Buffalo Nickel. Oh, right. Yes. I think I saw something about this. So basically they don't they love the logo. The the the, the grandson of the tribesman who designed it, the chief, they, they like the logo because it shows them their it's empowering. Yeah, it's not a huge caricature like the Cleveland one. Was. Correct. I mean it's ba- it's right. It, yeah. and it, to them it represented their tribe. Similarly the the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes. Um, Just, where did my which article has, go to? You know, uh, yeah, it's you know, I I I agree that more specificity is better. Um, the logo itself is also only, you know, I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with it. But I, you know, I'm not hearing a whole bunch of outcry to change that logo either, though. Right. So what he said um, here is everyone was upset. This would be the grandson mm-hmm. of the designer. Yep. Um, Everyone understood the name change. We were all on board with that. Obviously, that's completely yeah. terrible. But once they weren't going to use the logo, it was hard. Um, it takes away from the Native Americans. When I see that logo, I take pride in it. Okay. Because it, it is... It, I, I get that. It's it's a depicting logo. It's not... It, like you said, it's not a character. Right. You're not depicting them in a bad light. Right. You know what it's, I mean? It's essentially like a uh, colorized picture. Right. So it says here that the Redskins logo is a picture of John Two Guns White Calf. Uh, a Blackfoot chief who appears on the Buffalo Nickel. Yep. Um, it, so to to that tribe, it is good for them, the, right. the logo itself. So I think they were kind of hoping for a name change, maybe to go something like the Warriors. Or something more specific like, uh, yeah, yeah, Warriors would be good. Warriors is such an easy one you could jump yeah. into because um, it, it you can really use it on a bunch of different levels. Right. But to use it in that sense and to keep the logo, I think you know, if, you're, if that tribe is, is okay with it and they're happy with it, then... And it's empowering for them. Yep. I guess I don't know why you, why go away from it, but at the same time, if you're just trying to retire everything and you want to start fresh, I mean, I guess to that point, I get. I'm interested to see what name they go to. But on that note, there is a Washington Redskins man who ha- fan who has copyrighted fifty names oh. that they are talking about. So he has gone ahead and he has copyrighted these names and. <laughs> Basically sent a letter to them saying, um, hey, I'm glad to give you one of the names that I've copyrighted. They didn't respond. So now he says, you know what? Maybe some uh, financial compensation wouldn't be so bad. Capitalism at its finest. So it, it, which <laughs> prompted me to look up the rules on this, right? Because, yep. I mean, realistically, anybody can go out and copyright any name they want to at that Absolutely. point. You have to be using it. Yep. You have to be doing a product. So this guy decided <laughs> to go out and open up a website and yep. print all these names on coffee mugs and shirts and everything like that. And he yeah. sells them. Yep. Um, the one I do like hope... A, like a tea, Teespring. Set. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. The name I hope they go with, though, I really like the Red Tails. Right. Because that has ties to the, the t- World War II, right? Tuskegee Airmen. Yes, yep. exactly. It's the Tuskegee Airmen. Right. Kind I, of it's great. thing. Yes. Um, back to the Cleveland Indians, there was talks of them 
obviously there's name changes, um, lots of ideas going around, but the one I really like is, you know, back when baseball was segregated, you had the Negro Leagues. Right. And they are talking about using the team name from the Cleveland Negro League, oh. which would be amazing. Yeah, um, what was the team name for that? That I don't know. I, I, I know Detroit's. Um, they were, in one night, I think it's, I think they do it a game a year, okay. where Detroit will don the Negro League jersey and they will be turned from the Detroit Tigers to the Detroit Stars. Oh, okay. Um, so they do, I mean, not enough, but they pay a small portion of homage to their right. roots of, you know, the I mean, Negro if, Leagues. If they could do it in February, but it's, you know, it's yeah, they yeah. <laughs> and granted, I mean, if you, yeah, baseball itself, I mean, if you look at statistics of um, race of players in it, it's mm-hmm. a, a, the African-American is a very small percentage of baseball. The yeah. la- it's like 7% the last I looked. It's a very, very small percentage. Yeah, but, um, it, you know, you, you still have to cater to the wider crowd. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying yeah. we shouldn't do no, it. No, I, I just, I uh, yeah, yeah. in general, that it's, I mean, it's a very white and um, Hispanic dominated yeah. sport. Uh, Puerto Rico, baseball is huge. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh, and Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. Uh, Cuba is starting to get really bigger. But the thing is, is all these teams, they have camps, they have farms in these countries. Mm-hmm. I know Detroit has a team in the Dominican Republic. Yep. So they'll farm these kids coming up and you, you get them primed to play. Right, and then you're able to say, "Hey, I got a nice contract here for you." Right? You know, it's it's you know similarly how we've mentioned, uh, you know, you said for people from troubled areas, like the military is the way out for these these kids in these countries. Oh yeah, if you get really good at baseball, absolutely, that's your ticket off the island. Baseball, soccer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm, a, I'm just assuming, but I'm guessing those are the two big sports for them. Mm-hmm. Baseball and soccer, uh, and in Jamaica, track and field. Is oh really yeah, huge. I mean, yeah. that's Usain Bolt, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. Where, yeah. So like they do. Like every, I think it's every year, if not every other year, they basically hold like island-wide track and field competitions. Yeah. And they basically, you know, they spot the ones that are doing really good and they kind of like shuttle them off to the side and be like, hey, here's some trainers. Yeah. We're going to get you ready for the Olympics. Let's get it going. Yeah. That's what they do. Which I, you know, it's it's a good idea. Oh, yeah. You're farming talent. You're giving kids, you know, obviously recreation and, and structure, team sport and stuff like that. But, uh. You know, for those of you that aren't athletic inclined, what so, now? Right. So I just Googled the Cleveland Negro team, and it yeah. was the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes. Yeah, which kind of fits with Ohio State. <laughs> it does. But yeah, you know. I just I love that you could do something like that, where you could play an historical role to a team, you know, right. like that. Let's, let's extend the sports segment a little bit. Let's do this. Um, I just had a thought. No news article connected to this. Um, any talk about the uh, Kansas City Chiefs? That it see that's one of those ones that lives in the gray area. I'm like, eh. not that I've seen. I the Atlanta Braves have reported that they will not be changing their team name. Okay. Um, but outside of that, it, I think even Terry Francona was the first person I even heard speak up about Cleveland Indians. Right. This as of recently. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's that, been people calling for it for a long time. Without a doubt, like we said last time, yeah. there's always going to be a call for people to change their names. Yeah. Um, but you have this movement right now. And, right. and, You're talking from within the organization. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, again, I think it's great that not only you have a manager, but you have a potentially. I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Fame manager yeah. who comes out right away and says, "Hey, we should probably do something about this." How many this. World Series does he have? I want. He's got at least two. I think he won at least two with Boston. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, yeah. So he's not a nobody. He's not a nobody. No. I mean, it's not like the guys Detroit hires, you know, but, as much yeah. as nobody's. Well, I'll tell you back, we have Frank on hire right now. He was pretty good in Minnesota. But, yeah. no, I, I love it. I love that people, they're, they're, the, the talks are there, that it's happening. Right. Um, there's you know, momentum. There's momentum. Let's get rid of this stuff. Um, you know, it, it, it can be a piece of – it'll be a piece of history. You know, right. the Washington Redskins can put this name to bed. 
make it make it a piece of history that right. it was there. I mean, I think since 1933, I had read yeah, was when yeah. that team name came into play. Okay, but he, he, I, you know, I was talking to my wife today about this. We were kind of running through the podcast, and I was t- talking about how excited I was for sports right. today because I mean, it was <laughs> it was so important. And we were talking about how just how bad, uh, how oppressed really the Native Americans have been, and then you look at something like this, right? Yep. Where we have, especially watching NFL, especially watching baseball, we have young kids who are very impressionable, right? Mm-hmm. You're a young mind that's being molded. Yep. And you you hear a name, like the Redskin, right? What, what what does that mean to you as a as a child? Or if you were to ask an adult, what does that mean? I mean are adults saying, well, it is this, but it's not a good thing we should say? Right. Or are they just saying, well, that's the team name, it means this. And you're going to get different interpretations whether someone is a, a diehard fan or not. Correct, absolutely, but it, it, you're, it's such a bad portrayal of their uh, of the Native American people. Mm-hmm. It's terrible, and, and, and to be bringing up generations of people, we're just kind of going back to you know for how long it's been happening. Every John Wayne movie, yeah. what's John Wayne doing? Oh God, he's shooting Indians. He's shooting Indians every time. So how does <laughs> that portray? Even, I'm sorry, not Native, Native, Native Americans, Americans, but it portrays well, First Nations people portrays them in a terrible light. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it. And we were just kind of going back and forth with this. And I was like, you know, it's kind of weird that America was in this... We're in this weird spot, right? In terms of... If this was a normal war, right? Like, if we were to invade Germany or a European country... Right. Are we going to give them anything after we take their land? Are we going to give them something? Yeah. I'm saying, are we going to... I'm saying, after we take Germany or wherever we're invading... Oh, we're just right. going to take it. It's going to become America now, oh, shit. right? Uh... In a typical war scenario, that's what you would do. You yeah. would overtake their land. It would become yours. Oh, yeah. You're talking, like... Pre-20th century. Women. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. But I'm saying with the Native Americans, we did it differently. Mm-hmm. We we fought this war. We take we take their land. And then we're just like, you know, we kind of feel bad about it. So we're going to give you a small portion of what we stole from you. Yeah. And we hope you're gracious for it. Yeah. It's just completely fucked. Well, uh, we, let you get, we let you have casinos too. Right. It, it's completely <laughs> fucked up. It's completely fucked up. We gave you casinos. Why aren't you happy? No, it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. And then, and then you give them this small piece like, oh, hey, we're going to name a football team the Redskins. You guys should be really happy. You know, we're giving this to you. Yeah. Or we're going to name them the Cleveland Indians. This is a gift to you guys. No, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Don't don't try to give them the half-ass crap. After committing, like, mass murder. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's just horrible. And we and do we do it so as white people we can feel good? Right. That, that this happened? Attached to this. Oh, I think this was supposed to happen like in 2016 before the election there was the big talk about taking andrew jackson off of the 20 dollars yes bill and putting on susan b anthony who yes. was a women's rights suffragist basically you know fought for women to get the vote correct and for those of you that don't know andrew jackson was a fucking mass murderer he basically led a persecution of the native americans killed scores of people yes Terrible, terrible person. Yes. And people are like, well, we can't. He was a president. We can't. He, you know, he's on. The, he's been on the dollar forever. Cool. I'm sure at some point in Germany, Hitler was on some money. Do we keep it on there? He killed a whole bunch. Of, you know, I don't know if oh. he, he personally might not have done it, but he led a whole bunch of people to kill and murder millions of people. Yeah. How would you feel living in Germany as a Jewish person? And you're like, you pull out a twenty dollar note, and there's fucking Hitler's face on it. To this day. To this day. Yeah. Like, that's that's the equivalency line you have to draw. Oh, without a doubt. Right, like, oh, hey, look, here's money of this government that took over my land. Here's a piece of paper that caught, you know that's worth something and has the face of a you know genocidal maniac on it. I will, I will say this before we move on real quick here, but it, people don't want to change if it will affect them. 
Right. It, or in unless it has affected them. If, if nothing has yeah. happened and it, it hasn't personally affected you, why want to change something? Yeah. As a white person, you don't care. No. You don't care that the Cleveland Indians are the Cleveland Indians or the Washington Redskins are the Washington well, Redskins. I, I That's mean, how you grew up. I don't care because I don't really follow sports. No. <laughs> no, I... Right. I, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I've been on both sides of this argument. You know, as a young kid, it was like, well, this is what they've always been. I, you know, this is the way it should be. Right. When it's it's kid, historical. Like, it's been like that for 20 years. You're right. like, 20 years? That's basically forever. Right. <laughs> and then once you once you truly see it, yeah. you're just like, okay, this is this is completely fucked up. Right. Um, it, and yeah, I mean, obviously coming from me, a, a white guy, it's not as much. But when you, when you the articles are there. You listen to the, the people mm-hmm. of the tribe and they'll tell you, like, this is... This is offensive to us. Yeah. But we don't want to change it. We Why? why? Yeah. This doesn't make any it, sense. It blows but it, me away. It all comes back again, though. If, if it doesn't affect you, you don't care. Right. People will not People will not go out of their comfort zone to change things around them. So in, in, the, in the same sense that we were talking about kids having a bad sense of how long things are. Yeah. People in general just have a bad sense of the scale of time. Sure. So people are like, oh, yeah, you know, civil rights. It was such a long time ago. We're, you know, we've gone oh, so yeah. far. Equality. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys that crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge, uh, Representative John Lewis, ac- actually died uh, yesterday, last yes. night. Yep. Uh, he was 80 years old. You know, this shit happened in his lifetime. Yep. I don't understand. Like, it blows me away to think that, like, oh, yeah, civil rights. That was so long ago. We, You know, we're so much better. Like, it's it's been exactly one generation. That's it. Yeah, I think um, I think maybe for and I'm sure you're you were different than I was, but as a kid, you, we grew up in a super white town. Absolutely. So something like that, it did it did seem in the past mm-hmm. because I didn't see it. Right. It didn't affect me. We Again, were taught you know it in I mean? history. We class. were taught it in history. It was done. It was over. Yep. Uh, black people were equal to us. They had all the rights we had. Boom. Done. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't Good until job, America we right. did it <laughs> on paper. On paper, it wasn't until I got into the real world that I realized not so much the case. No, you know, prejudice runs deep. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. And it, again, it, it, depending on where you live, and where you grow up, I, it, if you're not around, if you're not around it, you're not going to see it. So no. therefore, you're not going to see a problem. Absolutely. Um, you know, just like everything going on right now with yep. um, the, this huge movement, it, if you're not around. The movement, if you're not around black people, if you, you grew up in an all-white town, why would you think that something's wrong? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Like, I, 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 put, I say it's akin to, like, having blinders on. Yeah. You're, you're just, you're moving forward. Absolutely. You, you don't see left or right. You're just like, oh, I'm just, you know, kind of doing my thing. Right. I don't see any problem here. Well, you talk about white privilege, right? In a, a town of all white people. And that's what it is. You, you're in a town of all white people. What white privilege is there? At that point, you're all equal, yeah. right? Because it's all, it's all of the same people. Or if there are problems... They're on, you know, like, you know, they're on the side of the, over the other side of the tracks. Correct. You don't, you don't really go to that part of town. Oh, absolutely. Because, it's a bad side of town, it's, right? you know, quotes, it's scary over yeah, there. Yeah, it's scary it's, over it's there. it's sketchy over there. Right. So there's no white privilege in your eyes because no. of the fact that everything's how, honky-dory here. how great this town yeah. is. If I want to go to college, I can go to college. If yeah. I want to go down to the foundry and get a job at the foundry and work there for 30 years and die, then I'll do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, getting your lung X-ray every couple months. Why not? <laughs> you at that point though, you do have all the options in the world, but yeah. everyone does because you're all white. Right. There's no one there. There's no. There's no one to gauge it against. Exactly. It's 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 all the, the same. The system is set up for you. Absolutely. And funny enough, we mentioned this. That kind of leads into the deep dive oh, the for deep the week. Dive. All right. So, 
I, I assume, uh, well, I, I say I assume, that's for the audience. I know for a fact Brandon has watched Hamilton because I was there when he was. Oh, man. It's, all right, just so right my shot has become my gym song. Right. It's oh, my God. Nothing gets me more fired up than hearing them rap <laughs> and just go to town. I was like, all right, Not I'm going to hit this workout town. Shot. Oh, my gosh. If you haven't seen Hamilton, you have to. If you haven't so seen Hamilton, good. one, where have you been? <laughs> I, I remember Two. saying to you, yeah. we're going to watch it. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to watch a musical. This isn't my right. vibe. And you're like, well, no, it'll be good. And I get there and they rap the entire thing. I was like, yes. Yes. It's, I, it's fucking epic. Yes. So, no, but, yeah. If it's you haven't so watched good. Hamilton, you're not going to like this next segment much. We're going to talk a lot about it. Oh, my it. gosh. It's so good. It's oh, so my good. God. <laughs> Have you watched the article where he talks about him writing all the raps? And he's just paying homage to all of the old... Um, the old all the groups yeah it's I've, so great i have not seen that it's so much. i'm gonna go check that out sorry send me the link i'll put it in the i'm show super notes. excited oh yeah. my gosh okay so the thing that like the reason one hamilton kind of like exploded on the scene is because lin-manuel miranda the genius he is basically cast all you know all ethnicities in the cast yeah there's like maybe four white guys in this whole thing oh yeah but for all the dads out there, he wrote all the music for Moana. Yeah, just yes. Yeah, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll throw it in there for you. Note of reference. <laughs> you Mo- know who he is. Moana's pretty good too. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you did, if you didn't know who he was, you, you can know hear, who he is. You can hear the rock, kinda sing. What? He speaks sings. I love that song too, Jordan. Don't make song. it bad. <laughs> what can I say? You're welcome. <laughs> Damn you. Anyway, <laughs> so Lin Manuel Miranda casts like. All of the founding fathers, as either you know, African or Hispanic Americans. Yes, yep. It's amazing. I loved it. It's it's fantastic. Loved it. And the reason this blows up so big is because for the first time, a, a good chunk of the public goes, "Oh, I get it. Like you know, America is us too. Yep. It's not just these old white guys. Yep. And you know." <sighs> So, something about that really stuck with me, realizing, I suddenly realized in that moment, I'm like, yes, this is why there's so much of the protesting going on, is because everyone has come to the realization is, America wasn't made for anyone else other than white people. No, At it first. was made by At white first, people for white people. Actually, not even just white people, white dudes. Yeah, you're right. For the I'm longest sorry. fucking time, for like 224 years, yes. I think I did the math at this one point, for like 224 years, white guys could vote. Yes. Period. That's it. It, it. it like blows me away to think that, that for that long, it was like that. It's, yeah. Because women get the right to vote like 1920? Yes. Yes. Yeah, somewhere on that time frame. What? That's crazy. So first question here then. If we're gonna we're gonna deep dive into this, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, coming from England, right? Yep. This would be the play is about the American Revolution yep. and the colonies. It's a musical play. Yeah, it's a musical play. I'm sorry. Yes, the raps, the raps. Oh, now, now, see, I could get into like you know music nerd because I I studied music at college for a little bit and I kind of got into it. Um, <laughs> so, if you if you want to dis- dis- dissect this a little bit more, a musical has. So think West Side Story. Yeah, which you I've know, never seen. Your basic yes. musical. Everybody's seen it. Um, there's dialogue. People talk. Yep. And then they. So the the basic premise of the or premise, the basic structure of a musical is you have you talk. Right. And there's dialogue, 
you talk until your emotions overwhelm you so much that you sing. Correct. Then you sing till you can't sing anymore, and then you dance. Sure. And that's like you know you can once you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, that is that is how musicals work. See, I I don't watch musicals. I haven't seen a lot of musicals. But you've seen. West I've Side seen. Story. Maybe. <laughs> At some point, I, I it's not memorable in my mind if I have seen it. You probably remember the. I've next seen Mamma Mia. Okay, I've same, seen Mamma Mia. Kind of but that's what I want to say though is Hamilton was great because it wasn't that. No. And if you're the guy though that you you say you know I don't like musicals, you're the same. You're just like me. You came into this because my wife said, "Hey, we're <laughs> gonna watch this," and I was like, "Yeah, fine, whatever." And you sat down. You had no idea what was going on. And the next thing you know is they're rapping and they rap the entire thing exactly there's very little dialogue so if you're if you're the, into and the, the dialogue they do speak is kind of like a sing speak yes so it's like it's you're talking on a beat yes so, absolutely so you can actually structure or not structure structurally categorize hamilton as more of an opera than a musical because yeah. musical has dialogue and speaking yes. and stuff an opera is just singing the whole time no, 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 there there is some singing in it there's and, some singing and the guy and who the singing that lady. Oh my gosh! I can't yes, remember her name. She's so good. Uh, a lot of it. The guy who plays Aaron Burr, mm-hmm. absolutely love him. He's amazing. Um, the guy who plays uh, Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, right? So good. Oh, his flow so is good. sick. It's He's so, so good. good. And that's you know, if you're if you're into old school rap, so good. <laughs> it is so. You probably listened to Dr. Dre on the way over here, didn't you? Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> I actually I was actually listening to Hamilton on the way over here. <laughs> Perfect. Oh Perfect. my gosh, it, you know? I can't escape it. It's just it, it's mm-hmm. so good, and the way he has done it. I, mean, I think he worked on it for over ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's just so well done. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Vice President Pence went to the first showing of it. One of the shows uh, of it. He went to one of the showings of it, and he walked out after like twenty minutes. Right. Did the cat? I, I, if I'm mistaken Cause they, here, because they won the cast. Like, did they not address him? Did they, they not? Heard, they heard he was there, and the, uh, actually, let me do a little bit of research. Uh, if you want to vamp for a little bit. Yeah, so, so good. I, I cannot go on and on and on enough about how good <laughs> Hamilton is. If you haven't seen it, um, if especially in these times right now that we're in, it makes so much sense. Right. Um, in terms of you had the colonies fighting for their freedom from Britain. Large oppressive government. Large oppressive government. And yeah. it, it, if, you, if you're, you know, down, you, you understand that, then it's the, the way we live right now. I, there's so much that we can connect to it, you know, yeah. and the way we live compared to the government we have, you know, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, I think we can all agree that things aren't good. Yeah. Um, uh, like, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Brandon Dixon, who played Aaron Burr in hit musical began the, uh, so basically before the play started, yes. he went out on stage, thanked, obviously thanked Mike Pence for being there. Cause Aaron, Aaron Burr basically narrates this entire thing. He does. It's, it's, I hate to say it's from his perspective, but he, for more, for you know, for those of you that don't know, Aaron Burr shot Alexander Hamilton to death in a duel. Um, Aaron Burr is kind of the antagonist, but he also does kind of serve as the narrator. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it completely well done. Yeah. It's it's, oh, it's so good. Anyway, he thanked Pence for attending the play because obviously they got wind he was there because Secret Service has to like swoop in and check stuff and watch doors and whatnot right he thanked him for attending and saying we hope you hear us out and then continued to say we sir are the diverse america who are alarmed and anxious that your new administration will not protect us our planet our children our parents or defend us and uphold our inalienable rights we truly hope that this show has inspired you to uphold your our american values 
and work on behalf of all of us. Uh, Pence, hearing this, and I think he... I can't, uh, did he leave? I'm pretty sure he left. I thought the article I'd read said he was there for like the first 15, 20 minutes yeah. to show face and kind of petered off that. Which, to be honest, if you're at that show, I don't know how you leave. Right. Start to finish, there's not a dull moment. No. The show is like... Unless you make it to the intermission bounce, but... Yeah, it's like an hour and 40 minutes in, though. Exactly. Because it's like... It's almost three hours. Yeah, on, on, on Disney+, Plus, it's like almost three hours long, and the intermission's only like a minute long. Three, I think it is. Yeah, it's very short. It's super short. But again, if you haven't seen it, go right. watch it. So yeah. good. Uh, the president tweeted about this back in the day, because um, this was like, gosh, like right after their election, right? It would have been like 2016. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. This is Pence speaking on Fox News Sunday, saying... I do want to say that the basic element, the center of that message, is one I want to address. And that is, I know this is a very disappointing time for people that did not see their candidate win in this national election. I know this is a very anxious time for some people. I just want to reassure people what President-elect Donald Trump said on election night, he absolutely meant from the bottom of his heart. Was that about him talking about, you know, I won't have time to golf because I'm going to be working for you? Yeah. Okay. So the president... I shouldn't say that. We can say that about anybody. We really could. I'm sorry I said that. So the, the, the president tweeted, uh, Our wonderful VP, Mike Pence, was harassed last night at the theater by the cast of Hamilton. Cameras blazing. This should not happen. The theater must always be a safe and special place. The cast of Hamilton was very rude last night to a very good man, Mike Pence. Apologize. I think it the depends how you view that. The, one more. The cast Sorry. and producers of Hamilton, which I hear is highly overrated, Whoa. should immediately apologize to Mike Pence for their terrible behavior. What? If you have a stage, should you use it? 100%. If you have the opportunity to address the incoming vice president of the United States of America, yep. who might not, you're not entirely sure, might not align with your values. Correct. Do you do you take that opportunity to address it, or is it taboo to do? I would say go for it if you can get the ear of any leader of any kind. Right, because I know we I know we've had plenty of um, famous people. I I believe Meryl Streep did it at an awards ceremony at one point, addressed um, the way things are in our country and yep. the administration. Mm-hmm. Do you use the platform you have? Mm-hmm. Because obviously it's a little different for you. Um, I, I don't want to talk about necessarily the people the cast of Hamilton because I'm, they're not Meryl Streep. No. They, they're not flowing that kind of cash flow. They're not they living that. They are now. But... They are now. But they're not <laughs> but living then... that. Right. You're not living that Meryl Streep life. No. As us as American people, are we are we just as influenced by that or do we, you know, comparatively to our own thoughts by, by any superstar standing up and saying, hey, I'm on your side. I agree with whatever it may be. We should go against this. It's just, it's kind of the way right. I feel about when they, they want, you know, they're like, oh, something terrible happened. We should all donate money. Well, you have a bunch of it. Yeah. Lead by example. Why are why are you asking us for money? Yeah, yep. You know, and that kind of irritates me. I like yep. you know maybe sort of like JJ Watt. Yep. Love JJ Watt. Yep. When good, he does good dude from he's, Wisconsin, he's a great dude <laughs> because when he does things and he wants money, he hits up his rich friends. Yep. And he steps up. And he steps up himself, dude. Uh, what was it that he that he did that big fundraiser for? Was the uh, I know he did some like clean oh, river project. It? Nah, it was something where he had set a he had set up a, a cat where he wanted to raise like five million dollars, ended up raising like forty or something like that. Jesus, a, a hurricane? Oh, in Texas maybe. It could have been. I don't remember this. This was a number of years ago, right? It would have been a couple of years ago. Yeah, 
Okay. There, there was a natural, a natural disaster that had happened, yeah. and they were trying to raise money for it. Yep. And JJ Watt stepped up. He said, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do." He was, you know, doing everything, tweeting, doing all this. He'd mm-hmm. started it, and all of a sudden, you get all these well-known people paying money. It's like, good. That's what I want to see. You start it off. You know what I mean? Lead by example. Use your power. Use your good. power for good. Yeah. You know, do what's good. Do, just, do what you don't can. just enrich yourself more. No, and that's <laughs> kind of what you know. That's kind of where I was asking. Like, you know, if you have the stage, yeah. What do you do with it? Because I think if that's me and I have that opportunity, hell's yeah, you're damn right. I'm gonna say something. Darn right. You know, especially at that time. Right. And they weren't like, "Fuck you, Mike Pence. You're a piece of shit." They're like, "Hey, man, we're kind of worried, right? Um, that you might not live up to the ideals that this country was founded on." Correct. At a play. At a play about, about the founding of the country. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. So you know. You know, back to the... the I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> That's why we do this. Oh, man. Back, back to the core of it. That's, you know... Uh, I just can't get over how good the show is. Like, realizing... Like, and Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote it in the... Obviously, from the modern lens of, like... Hey, they're trying to make a country. It's not going to be great out of the gate. No, absolutely not. Um, and people gave him grief about, like... Well, Alexander Hamilton wasn't that much of an abolitionist. No, but at the time, he was a lot better than most people. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to talk about that time frame, yeah. what, 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 what's acceptable? <laughs> slaves. Slaves. Um, you um, know. <laughs> most, like, they, they do not shy away. He just straight up smack talks Thomas Jefferson. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> the rap battles they have yes. are so good. Yeah. Uh, like, um, I don't know if you noticed, because I'm assuming you've watched it multiple times now as i have yes um so at the at the end when hamilton's wife is doing her solo and george washington kind of steps up and like he, he sings a little bit and then she says the line you could have done so much more you see washington's face go from like this big smile because they're like yeah you know history they're remembering yeah. us yeah so like his face falling like oh yeah you're right i i could have done so much more because yes george washington owned slaves but I know Hamilton had his ear. And at that time, I'm sure he's like, hey, man, you know, slavery's not great. It's, you know, do we want a full functioning nation? Do we do we want its foundation resting on the backs of slaves? Well, yeah. Do we? I mean, we did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it was easy. I mean, as they talked about in that play, in mm-hmm. that Jefferson-Hamilton um, rap battle, yep. they, they talk about New York, or I'm um, sorry, Virginia, having to bear the responsibility of paying for new york and their right. uh, lack of funding isn't it amazing that right now like they it, uh, it here's how good this show is we found it entertaining as two congressional delegates debated about fiscal fiscal spending in a new in a new nation and it's the most entertaining shit you've ever watched yeah it's great i it, yeah because you know they're like wow you know why should we have to bear New York's debts? Virginia's yeah. all paid. And right. Hamilton's basically like your your debts are paid because you use free labor. You use free labor. They know who's planting everything. That's right. It's not you. No. Yes. Real quick here though. Sorry, I looked it up here. J.J. Watt's movement was for Hurricane Harvey. Harvey. That's right. Yes, and okay. it uh, forty one point six million dollars. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I didn't want to sidetrack. But no, no, it was no, driving I, me nuts. Yeah. No, I get it. Fact reporting. Fact reporting. Fact. Facts are everything, man. Facts are everything oh. to most people. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So at our request, please, if you have not, go watch Hamilton. 
go go find your peop- your friends that can afford Disney Plus and say, hey, can I borrow your account or can I hang out at your house for a couple yeah. hours and watch Hamilton? And I'm sure they've watched it and they're like, oh, yes, please, I'll watch it again. It is seriously so good. It's I so good. Can't, I mean, honestly, I find myself, if it's not me, it's my wife. Or the kids, you know, they want Hamilton songs. Yep. We have to listen to it. And I, you know, I think I was reading an article that said that they didn't, they were surprised when they found out that every song was a hit. Uh-huh. That every single one they did was just a hit. Right. I'm going to like age myself when I say this. Every song's a banger. Yeah. It's so good. They, they really are. Yeah. Everything they do. I, I just can't get over how good it is. Um, a couple fun facts. So the stage is, it, you know, it looks oh, like the yeah. inside of a warehouse and it's like yeah. all frames. Yep. They did that on purpose because oh. it looks really bare bones. Yes. They did that to be like, yes, this is the framework, the framework of the country. Yes. So good. It's incomplete. We oh, have man. to fill it in. Yeah. But so no, just oh all those God. little tiny details. That yes. Make there's, so much. there's so much there. Mm-hmm. There every, I mean, each, every time I watch it, I find something different. Than right. It's like, last, oh. last night when I was, when I was three whiskeys deep watching Hamilton, <laughs> uh, like I, there was this one line Thomas Jefferson said. He's like, "Oh, hey Sally, yeah, bring me my paper." Yep. And I'm like, "Oh my god, he just referenced Sally fucking Hemings." Yep. That blew me away. Yep. Oh, just like just all those little tiny throwaway lines are mm, so good. They're all there for a reason, though. They are all there for a reason. He did his homework. It was amazing. It yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. Oh, I just cannot get Hamilton. over it. I know. Uh, but yeah, that. That musical describes why there's so much unrest right now. Is people are going, yeah, the government's not for us. Maybe we need to stand up to this large, powerful government. Well, yeah, and that's that's where the connection needs to be drawn. Absolutely right? is and great. Oh, by the way, King George, uh, his guy who plays him. Yes, uh, he's Kristoff and Frozen for the dads. Uh, for people that watch Netflix, he's the main guy in Mindhunter, which is also very good. I cannot remember his name. Let me, Jonathan Groff. Je- Groff, yes. Jonathan Groff. Amazing. So good. One of the very few um, white men in that play. I, uh, yep. But again, I he, he's more of an an afterthought in that entire play. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is so goddamn but, good. But every time he's on stage, he steals the scene. He really does. He's. It, I mean, they, they made his songs catchy and hilarious. Right? You, know? The, you know, for the exact reason, because King George was slowly going insane yes <laughs> yes but it was great i mean everything tied tied together so well the fact mm-hmm. that he was able they were able to you know even when they weren't rapping or singing to talk on beat mm-hmm. it just all made sense everything flowed so well right you and know they what go i mean from, there is no breaks in between it's song to song to song to song to song. yeah it, I, mean, I just couldn't imagine i mean to keep everything together and remember everything you say or to flow that well like you were talking before lafayette uh, thomas jefferson uh-huh. his flow was so good and the fact that he while he plays lafayette he's rapping with a french accent yes as as uh king george does with a british british accent, accent. Yeah, yes it's so good he sings all his songs with the british accent is yeah amazing uh, oh my gosh uh, but then this kind of hamilton kind of ties in with this with the protests you know protests against large somewhat abusive government correct in portland now yes protests have been going on for at a minimum i think 40 days straight okay um to the point where like during the fourth of july they were like shooting fire like so for those who haven't been to portland portland is really close to the uh border between oregon and washington sure oregon and portland have 
very tight restrictions on what kind of fireworks you have. In Washington, it's a fucking free-for-all. You can just get whatever fireworks you go. So people just drive, like, the hour and a half it takes to get to Washington. Yeah. Buy their fireworks there and come back. Kind of like what, you know, the difference between Wisconsin and Illinois. Sure. You go to Illinois, you get the cool shit, and you come back and shoot it off. Yeah. They were essentially shooting fireworks at their, their justice center, like, where their, their large metropolitan police are. Oh. They're just shooting it at the building. They're fireworks. It's, you know, it's not going to do anything. It's a giant concrete building. Sure. Um... Police came out and just like were beating the shit out of people. Oh. They cleared blocks. Um, it's gotten even worse now. There are federal agents from unspecified branches. Oh, like they have no badges. Yep. They have no name tags. Yep. They are just decked out in military gear. Yep. They are driving around in unmarked vehicles. Nice. And basically grabbing protesters and charging them with felonies. Nice. Like you do. Like you do. Like you do. Thanks, government. <laughs> well, so I, at one point, were they not using the prison system guards? Yeah. As uh, as riot control mm-hmm. to get everything under control. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, I don't love, I don't love the idea of not having a badge or not having it. You have no, at that point, it's it, it's a ticket to do whatever you want. Right. There's no there's no accountability for anything that you as a police officer do. Or a federal agent. You could do whatever you want. There's nothing that anyone could do against it. Right. So what I, what I saw was they claim that the, – so the, the guys that are doing it are actually uh, CBP, so Custom Border Protection Agents that are oh. there in Oregon that has no border with a foreign nation. Well, you know, borders are all closed right now because no one wants us. So I mean, I get it. Um, what do you do but yeah so basically uh this this guy that was interviewed by washington post said he was scared when men in green military fatigues and generic police patches jumped out of an unmarked minivan early wednesday grabbed him i mean you see military style dudes jump out of a fucking minivan yeah yeah i'm gonna run too yeah so yeah basically they got out and he's like fuck and he just runs he didn't know whether these guys were police or you know crazies with guns that buy military gear well and that's the thing we've seen that too is we, we have a lot of these uh right-wing militia i don't say a lot but it, you know we've seen it it's been reported that they're out there trying to help the police right now right you know the, the crazies that are, yeah they even mentioned in this article he did not know whether the men were police or far-right extremists who frequently don military-like outfits and harass left-leaning protesters in portland right uh, in his account the 29 year old said he made it about a block and a half before he realized he was boxed in oh. and there was no way out so he said he just got to his knees raised his hands um he was detained searched and one man asked if he had any weapons he didn't they drove him to the federal courthouse and placed him in a holding cell two officers eventually returned to read him his rights so he got arrested first and then had his rights read to him yeah like you do and was asked if he would waive those rights to answer a few questions and he's like no um yeah so and then basically after that they're just like okay cool and just dumped him out of the street again so basically we're inconveniencing people yeah for no reason. I would, I would say it's it's more not inconveniencing. It's it's harassing. You're, we're harassing people. Yes. Okay. Yes. You, you, you're right. Government I, sanctioned harassment. Correct. We're, we're, I mean, what, what did they, what were they trying to charge him with? They didn't say. I mean, that seems like a violation right there in itself. Right. Exactly. So uh, legal scholars have, have questioned this 
and said, uh, let's see, a professor at the University of California at Berkeley Law School told Washington Post, arrests require probable cause that a federal crime has been committed. That is specific information indicating that the person likely committing 